It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. Hello, welcome to Time Enough Podcast. It's where we're currently going beyond one step beyond. This is Matt here. Coming this is back. Mark. That's Mark. Coming back. And I think two weeks in a row in this case. How exciting is that for you? Wow. Wow. I mean, um, all I can say is don't watch that. Watch this. One step beyond. Oh, okay. oh, oh, we're going madness. Okay. That's what happens in when you do the searches, the Google search, you, you you like you have to put in qualifiers or yeah, you're gonna get the music. <laughs> well, you know, this is a form of madness, isn't it? I well, ghostly madness. I don't know. Ghostly uh, well, madness. I've been asking everyone as they as they plop in here, have you ever heard of the show? Nope. Okay. That's a nice that's a short answer. I guess I can handle that. Um, <laughs> Wait, unless I count that I knew you were doing this show on this podcast. No, you don't count that. You don't I cannot count, count that. Okay. Is this the no. first one you watched? I guess I should ask. Yes. Okay. Um, I would there there I mean, I'm not saying this one was like a crap fest, but there are a couple that that I think with this one it's nice to watch the ones that are in like good quality video, which this one wasn't quite. So Sorry. Well, this this is the thing. The YouTube video said in the title of the episode, top five episodes. Also, if you look at IMDb, this is, I believe, the highest rated episode of this series. It is. Aren't you excited about that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I actually did choose this because it was the, the 8.0 on YouTube. Is it the favorite that I've seen? Eh, I'm, I'm going to say no, but... Uh... <laughs> I mean, um, this is October. It's spooky season. It's a, oh, cool it's a very ghost good story. spooky episode, sure. But like I usually am want to do with Twilight Zone episodes, I can't help but think like, wow, is everybody a dick in this episode generally? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, see, I just felt like a. And if you see Sally, have I said the title yet? No, I did. But yep. um, yeah, it, it was more just like, you know, rednecking. It was just hillbilly stuff, you know? Like, well, it's kind of like, okay, I don't expect someone from 1960 to know how to be a parent, but yeah, don't tell your kid you wish they were dead when yeah, you only have one kid good, left. That's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> pretty soon you're going to have zero kids left. Right. And that's exactly Which, what happened. Spoiler. Um, yes. So <laughs> I'll do a little bit of trivia on this one. Oop, I was about to start reading your prologue. Okay. Uh, original mm. error date was October 18th, 1960. John Newland directed every episode of the show. Yo. Series creator Merwin Gerard is credited with the script along with Roberta Martin and Howard Rodman. This seems to be Martin's only professional credit. The Rodman also penned scripts for Naked City, Route 66, Have Gun Will Travel, and Peyton Place. Sally was Ann Whitfield. She's best known for the film White Christmas, though she'd also do those standard TV rounds of Perry Mason 
Gunsmoke, and Bonanza. George Mitchell played Pa Ellis. He also shows up in the Twilight Zone and contributed his talents to The Andromeda Strain and Dark Shadows for some nice little genre hits. Um, oop. Sorry, I, I did a weird screen thing. Uh, what's right. the guy's name? The actor's name is Rusty Lane, which I, I just had. I mean, he wasn't a big role in here, but I just couldn't leave out the name Rusty Lane. He played. Da, 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 da. My computer's dragging on me. Stupid computer. Yeah, it's weird. Mr. Casey. Mr. Casey didn't matter, but the, the actor's name was Rusty Lane. I had to list that. And uh, that he was born in 1899, which is always, you know, stands out a wow. little bit when you're, uh, yeah, that he's actually from a different <laughs> century, uh, known for films like Johnny Tremaine, The Harder They Fall, and The Alaskans. Died in 1986. He made it quite a bit past this, actually. Okay, that's that's amazing. So, yeah, he you were like, in time to, he made it long made, enough to see Reagan destroy the country. Right, right. As, as you, may or may not have noticed there were kind of like two prologues in this one like he does one did so i only put the first one here because i'm lazy and Mm -hmm. yeah so i guess you're gonna read that one and if you are disappointed you didn't read the second one i I apologize in advance okay ready yeah okay in his 16 years as a salesman for unitex products incorporated Ray Markey has traveled almost half a million miles over every kind of road, but he has never been on this road before. And though it seems no different from the others, it is different. What makes it different began seven years ago. Hey, you definitely were not doing a John Newland, which is fine. Nobody is, but there was, there was, you made choices. That's all I'm saying. I love choices. <laughs> <laughs> always making always making choices a a b m c right always be making choices so the thing that i got i don't know um if i wasn't paying enough attention to the details but th- that we hear like the unreliable narrator a lot i feel like this is the unreliable time card episode <laughs> i suppose so because it did i did have to just sort of put together that the guy they were talking about at the beginning was the guy at the end because they're just out of time. So why right. would they have brought that guy up if he wasn't going to come back by five minutes before the end? And then it's like it's like seven years ago, right? But we don't uh-huh. really, you know, usually you get some kind of warning that you've now come back to the present, which the show does not do because that would kind of mm-hmm. kill the twist. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I just... if you deduce that 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 has to be the case because they mentioned him being there seven years. It's like, I figured it out immediately because I'm like, this has to be the guy from the beginning. So this has to be seven years later. So she has to be dead. Right. Or she like, just ages really well. I mean, maybe he's dead. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like, like if in the sixth sense, it's like if in the sixth sense, Bruce Willis had been like, Oh, I'm actually living in the 18th century. You know, that was the big twist of the, the episode. Movie. It would be like if the beginning of the sixth sense there they were like, This man is dead. You'll find out why he's dead. <laughs> I don't know. That's not that's not a great example. No, they have movies but, like that. Um uh, yeah. I mean uh, I, I, American Fallen. Beauty does that. I don't know if I'm supposed to mention that movie anymore, but that uh, it does it, right? I mean, many people worked on that movie. Good for 
good for them yeah it had a real director i didn't mean it like that (laughs) um yeah a good director he was good um well there were there are some fallen where uh, at the beginning of fallen you hear denzel washington say i'll 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 tell you about the time i almost died and then by the end you find out what that means it's Mm. not a fantastic movie but i haven't seen i remember it so that i don't i didn't see it i don't remember because i didn't see it well when you do you'll be like oh I remember that Denzel time Washington Mark told me that he almost me. died. Yeah. I watched Deja Vu. That had him in it. Did you watch it twice? Yes. Okay. Good. Mm. <laughs> 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 well, how how does it, are are you a fan of the ghost story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This thing this isn't a great execution of it, but I just enjoy the 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 V format, you know? Um, I enjoy sc- scary stories to tell in the dark. The book, not the movie. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm processing. Um, book, yeah, good, movie, bad. I'm trying to think. Of, you know, I, I know growing up, well, of course, both of us grew up in Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta has any particular ghostly stuff. Uh, you need there to pop is, over to Charleston for that, I guess. There is a, I think, somewhere north of town where supposedly, if you put your car in reverse and throw flour on your car and back like roll backwards down a hill then the ghost of a kid will be on your car i don't remember the details you have to put flour <laughs> on your car like like yeah cooking flour or do you it's one flowers? of those things what do you call it like a ghost hill or something yeah uh, gravity hill gravity hill right I, okay i mean you and i went to the mystery spot but that's kind of goofy okay um let's see everything just built out it's a gravity hill Gravity Bonaire, Bonaire, Georgia. Oh wow, I have no clue what that is. Okay, uh, it's something like I think it's an optical illusion where, um, basically, it looks like you're going backwards down the hill, but you're going forwards down the hill, or or it okay. looks like the the it looks like it goes uphill, but you're going downhill. Right. So it feels like your car is rolling uphill by itself. Uh, no, I've heard, certainly heard of that sort of thing. I mean, I guess it's a matter of perspective in a gravity but like real gravity so there's a witch buried near the hill around 300 yards from it, it says uh do 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 a stack of stones five feet high in the swamp legend had this witch ex- exacted a toll on this trail more than 200 years ago if people paid her price she would help them cross over the hills without trouble the locals left her alone and would only call upon her powers during a drought in 1850 the witch died Okay. Just, she just died. Oh, well, that <laughs> all stories end in death. Could happen. Could happen. It doesn't say why. She choked on a, a hot wing or something. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, she I guess could I'm not coming... be buried in holy ground. The people of the town took her body to the swamp. It is believed that she still helps people over the ridge because of the kindness the local people showed to her. That's yeah, fun. Glenda the Good Witch. Okay. Um, good. She sounds like just a, a working witch, just doing doing their. Uh, nine to five held people over there yeah i guess my main point is i, I feel like our hometown is a, a low ghost ratio sort of place you know um which is it's weird because like, you think the you know the the civil war came rocking right through atlanta you'd think we'd have a few more stories well i just think it's because so much of it it may be that so much of it was burned down that they just burned all the ghosts too uh, the you know, the ghosts burn. They're in the clouds now. So if you go to the skies above Atlanta, they're very haunted. Well, I mean, it really depends on your perspective. But I think 
people generally consider New Orleans to be the most haunted city in the United States, and that's partly just because they have more old architecture than anywhere else. Right. Well, I again, I, I brought up like I brought up Charles Charleston, South Carolina, which is quite, you know, um, considered. You could take. I took a ghost tour there. It's that haunted, mm-hmm. I guess. If you if you're into haunts, um, or haunts, I guess haunts are a thing now. That they weren't. I, I, they weren't like such a big houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the haunts, the October haunts. You know, the mazes and stuff with weird IP. Like uh, mm-hmm. I, I was just hearing from multiple sources about a uh, Shacktoberfest. <laughs> I, well, I've I've had a couple. I don't know what Shacktoberfest is. I, I assume it's uh, Shaquille O'Neal running a haunted house. That's right, and it's um, based at the Queen Mary, the the ship in um, in Los Angeles or Long Beach, I guess I should say. But yeah, so. I mean, st- Speaking of haunted and burning things down, I mean, he just paid, he bought the Krispy Kreme on Ponce years ago, and it's burned down twice, and he just paid all a bunch of money to rebuild it. Well, you, yeah, you don't want to miss out on your Krispy Kreme, do you? Well, the way that things are going in Atlanta now, everyone, it, the reaction basically ran from, I can't believe they're not putting up a condo building there, to they're stupid not to put up a condo building there. <laughs> so it's really kind of amazing that they just rebuilt the donut shop are you familiar familiar with uh shack soda no just run a little google search for that while i ask the, the next question which is uh Did where do candy you bar probably uh where do you think this episode took place i mentally placed in like the blue hills of kentucky mostly because it sounds cool that makes a lot of sense there's yeah. definitely a lake oh i've seen this before yeah soda shack i've had one Okay, uh, I could buy one. I could buy one for just three hundred and fifteen dollars. I mean, it's made by Arizona, so you basically know it's bad. Oh, it, it has all probably the sugar a dollar. Yeah. Probably was a dollar. Right. So now it's three hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, inflation's pretty bad, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, one step beyond episodes are generally said to be based on you know quote unquote real stories or at least proper legends uh, not urban in this case um so i do wonder how many people might i guess like unsolved mysteries but they've just like dramatized the whole thing and and they didn't hire robert stack or john newland's kind of taken on that role if you want to just take chalk this up to it it is a real thing that happened you could just say that it was a different girl that he brought to their house and she just ran away to wherever she was because of something <laughs> yeah they just looked awfully similar you know i mean there's well, plenty of weird coincidences ex- that could happen yeah he didn't tell them what the girl looked like so it could have been anybody really yeah he didn't take a picture you know he didn't have a smartphone to do that with but i have a question for you sure do you think that if that when someone brings her all the way inside all the way home that she kills her parents <laughs> But wasn't she happy to see them again? I mean, which she shouldn't have been because they are horrible to her. But uh, I mean, maybe maybe my experience is colored by having just rewatched The Ring recently. <laughs> doesn't that feel like pretty pretty possible? Like but, like they're like, no, you shouldn't have brought her all the way home. Yeah, that that sounds more like an it's fo- it follows sort of thing. <laughs> but um, I mean, no, that, that, would, that would be pretty fun if, if it, I guess it would have to be an hour long for that to happen, but. 
I, I guess though, if you do want to be a skeptic and parse this out realistically, it is she met a he met a very similar looking girl. She you know was good enough to not uh, I mean good enough as in um did not get injured enough that she could actually get away because if you've been sitting in a wrecked car for thirty minutes and you can get out, you might do that. So yeah. Um, yeah, if, if we are putting the skeptic thing, it'd just be like, oh, they looked awfully similar. Did he get her name or did he have to wait for the parents to get the name? I don't feel like he got her name. Okay. So in that case, it really could just be, oh, so that was Sally. Although they might have some pictures hanging around the house. But hey, and in, in hillbillies of Kentucky, maybe they didn't have a camera. So whose fault? Who killed Sally? Fate? You think her it's parents like, kind of? It's like her parents kind of did kill her because they with, basically. With, um, the this is something I really noticed up top is that the mom was just like, "Oh, please don't go away." Okay, see you later. <laughs> like she really didn't do anything to stop her from running away. Well, she's she very much like, the uh, "I fell down the stairs" sort of lady, you know. Mm-hmm. This bruise yeah, is here because I fell down the stairs because. The dad, my notes, I guess that's he's the one that's like, is he okay in 1959 or 60? I guess. I mean, it seems like he's kind of an abusive bastard <laughs> in general. Yeah, I, in my notes, she said some, she said the moms went out of her way to say something like that he never laid her hand, his hands on anybody. And I was like, uh, yeah, likely story. <laughs> right. It's like the, you know, protesting too much, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like maybe he's shovy. I don't know. And and I to be fair, we don't see that in this episode. But the language, like you said, sort of does point in the direction that this is not like the the happiest of families to start with. Um, mm-hmm. The little brother we never see. We we're just told nope. the story that he expires, and but I don't Sally know. definitely killed him too. Everyone just killed. It's just a family murdering each other. It's like Game of Thrones. So you, that's this, why you, I think that Sally would just come back and murder her parents because that's the family tradition. So if you see Sally, she would murder Jon Snow. Probably, that's what you're saying. It depends. <laughs> if, I, I, I mean, she might hook up with Jon Snow and then try to murder everybody else. Okay. Like or, someone who, someone who may or may not be <laughs> another character I may be alluding to. I don't want to spoil Game of Thrones for the five or six people who haven't seen it. Well, I haven't actually seen it. I'm just saying that because, like you said, I think it's been spoiled for everyone at this point. And I'm just not a fantasy um, head, you know? Well, would you be more interested if I told you that it was his aunt? No. <laughs> See, that's what... <laughs> I don't like fantasy either. But literally, friends of mine showed me the first episode of Game of Thrones. I didn't care about it at all until at the end this kid is climbing a tree and sees like a brother banging his sister. And then the guy just take grabs the kid and throws him out of the tower. Oh, I saw that. I saw the first episode. That was all I needed. And I realized after the fact, I'm like, Oh, I don't care about dragons and zombies and stuff. I just want trash. You want to see kids thrown out of windows. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. I like the show Oz to me is fantastic. And it's not because I love prison. It's because I love trash. (laughs) <laughs> how about a trashy prison like in season three of prison I mean, break where they go into the guatemala dude, prison or whatever oz is a very trashy prison <laughs> yeah i'm sure i mean <laughs> i could get into it but i don't i really don't want to spoil that because everybody who might want to watch that should um 
This isn't back. very trashy, though. This is a relatively even-keeled sort of episode. It's classy 50s TV, in a way. Yeah. A little bit, in a Twilight Zone comparison, yeah, with this dad, it's a little bit unprogressive, because in the Twilight Zone, you would expect in a uh, possibly abusive husband-slash-father to get, like, proper comeuppance, where... Seven mm-hmm. years later, they actually seem weirdly well adjusted when they because they keep meeting motorists that meet Sally. This is definitely something where it's just normalized that that people are all terrible. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like and and the one of the people I felt the worst for was just the guy at the diner because Sally is just like, uh, I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm 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 walking out right before the rush. Uh, also, can you give me my money? Give me my money. Like, yeah, give me she- advance. yeah that that is i mean that i did feel proper sympathy for that guy because i guess he's supposed to come across is he supposed to come across as the mean boss because he's actually reasonably reasonable this i think is supposed to adhere to the stereotype that if you run away from home and work somewhere that it's going to be a nightmare and you should go back home but they didn't flesh that out at all and he just seemed like a poor working guy and and it takes a lot for me to have sympathy for the boss or the owner but it definitely mm-hmm. did here because uh i mean she wasn't it wasn't a bad i mean in that any greasy spoon diner waitress job probably isn't great but otherwise it didn't seem to be anything particularly wrong with it so no it's just the thing is these jobs are jobs and generally they're not you know nightmare it's not like I mean, maybe if this had been a brothel or something, it would be different. That's what I'll say is, is maybe show, Showgirls is, is the better version of that particular trope, isn't it? Yeah, they didn't have enough time or whatever Hayes Code to do that. If you see Naomi, isn't that her, her <laughs> name in Showgirls? Yeah, she'll, what if she'll she... stab you with a switchblade <laughs> <laughs> and lap dance on your corpse? Well, um, that is, uh, maybe you've heard the Japanese ghost story where you. Where you meet the girl wearing a mask who has, you know, is like, is, uh, do you think I'm beautiful or whatever? You know, mask beautiful, takes off the mask and is horribly scarred. And if you flip out, she uh, murders you or something. Oh, that sounds like a wonderfully passive aggressive ghost story, just like I would expect from Japanese lore. Yeah, that's one of the standard ones in Japan. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's that. I think we yeah. discussed before, maybe not on a different podcast, but uh, Hanako lives in the elementary school toilets. Um, mm-hmm. so there's that one yeah the the, the other type of ring yes yes, <laughs> yes, ring. yes yeah, the toilet <laughs> ring the, the wax <laughs> ring yes so <laughs> i i think i think hanukkah is just annoying though um but no i mean at the place i work i occasionally see little kids running out screaming about hanukkah while i'm like using the work computer they're running mm. past me from the toilet screaming out hanukkah. scary that happened like two weeks ago yeah well, when they're four so years old, you sort of go with it. <laughs> so basically, Sally's parents are terrible, and then they don't really stop her from running away after she kills her brother. And then, like, immediately when her mom forces her dad to tell her that she should come back home, which I'm pretty sure he didn't mean. <laughs> well, he does get on the phone pitches. and say it himself, but he's, yeah, yeah, again, being pushed into it. So it doesn't seem properly sincere. Clearly not, because, you know, she'd just come back and... Okay, she wouldn't come back and he would just say, actually, I wish you were dead. Thanks for coming back. But he would probably just be a kind of a distant I mean, jerk for the rest with, of their lives. With brother, I mean, it was basically through negligence, though, right? She just wasn't, it seems she wasn't paying attention. Yeah. So, I mean, no. is that how, I mean, I guess, 
I don't know. Uh, well, well, she she's probably 17, right? Brother was 10. I mean, we don't see him. That's part of the thing. Like, if he's 13, it's his own damn fault. If he's eight, maybe yeah. she should have been watching him a little closer. I'm definitely being a jerk and overreaching here, calling saying that she killed him. But it's something where her saying that she had no responsibility for it is that's also kind of reaching. Like, mm. yeah, but maybe she couldn't swim at all. I don't know. Maybe he should have. I mean, he was pretty dumb for being in a canoe, not being able to swim. That's pretty stupid. Right. I was saying if he's like a 13-year-old redneck boy, then he it's kind of his fault. But if he is like an 8-year-old just getting up to hijinks, now she is in a babysitter situation. It's kind of her fault for not paying enough attention. Yeah, I, I'm saying if I was her, I'd feel pretty responsible. But that's me. I'm different. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I guess the only guy that really comes off you know, Scott Free here is the the dude in the car that picks her yeah, up. Yeah, and he ends up losing his car. Yeah, well, yeah, he could have wrecked that in you know any in a variety of ways. Um, does he get a Except, name? Do you think that he wrecked? The only reason his car wrecked was because the ghost is not capable of being taken all the way home. So fate destroyed his car. Do you think uh, he's not capable of being taken all the way home? Ray Markey. Excuse me. We said I would. That's his name. I would assume so. I bet she is not able to. Maybe she won't make it all the way home until her parents are about to die. Yeah. I mean, does she? I guess she gets horribly injured every time, but because it, you have to have, but you know, you could, you could try and be chivalrous and, and carry her home. I don't know. Because mm -hmm. she, well, that's well, she, what he just wipes a little bit of blood off her head and then she looks fine. So I don't that's know. That's what is implied. Yeah. Is that why won't you, you break the curse by carrying her all the way in? But I, I don't know why they think that, like, what's going to happen? She's going to kill both of them. She's going to kill her parents <laughs> if she gets carried all the way. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm on your death trip on this one. I just, uh, <laughs> I think or you she'll make... just disappear. Maybe she'll just disappear and then she'll stop like ruining people's cars. I th maybe you're saying that because we're recording this in like Halloween's right around the corner, you know? It's really the ring. <laughs> like, yeah, in the ring. Like if we did this in like next April, maybe I, I don't know if you'd be so uh, homicidal, <laughs> you know, ghostly homicidal on all this. But it's like if they remade this series now, they would probably put that in or something like that. They'd probably try to up the up the uh, I haven't watched any of the new new Twilight Zones, but I know some of the 80s ones took the original scripts and sort of put like a little bit more of a an edge on them yeah um after hours i think has a more intense version and in in the yeah movie. i think it's like everyone all the mannequins die or something <laughs> or something like that i think the jordan peele one has like a sequel or two i don't think they go for a straight remake there are mm, weird sequels the like there's um the the it's a good life uh there's a sequel to that from the 2000s version which hmm. uh, I've heard described as being the only decent episode of that version, but I haven't seen it. I don't know. So I'm trying to think the 2000s is that the Forrest Whitaker one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the I peel one not is seen that at all. The peel one is divisive. What I've seen, I, I mostly liked. So I've seen about mm. five or six episodes of the peel one. And I, I, I mean, there's one or two where I was like, eh, like maybe not completely engaged, but um, it didn't seem to be burning the bed or anything. Hmm. Well, setting the turret on fire, putting it in a I mean, I, bag. I still need to watch all of the older ones because I yeah. know I haven't seen season four at all. 
So most people haven't. <laughs> yeah, there has to be something. Well. There has to be something good in there. Oh yeah, I know one episode in there I quite like already, and I'm, there'll probably be a few more because, like you, I haven't seen a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is this a show that would even uh, one step beyond getting back to that? Is th- is this mm-hmm. even a show that would really work today? The problem is that I don't, I don't want to harp too much on it, but people complain about remakes and reboots because there's just so much content that people just will take an IP and do something with it just to be like the hook just to hook people in and be like look it's the new I don't know it's the new alien movie even though it's gonna be nothing like any of the alien movies anybody's seen before um and I don't think anybody knows what one step beyond is no no I mean well it is an evocative name though I mean maybe not as much as a twilight zone but I mean one step beyond that sounds that sounds like besides a you know madness song it, it has yeah. some evocations of what to expect. But, like it kind of um, makes it creepier coming in just because you're like, oh, we're not in the normal realm. Well, it's sort of like the golden age of anthology series. Maybe you could look at this as maybe like the, what, the Bronze Age or the Iron Age of anthology series, the 60s. Mm. But then really the, the golden age was kind of the 80s because you had like, the second Twilight Zone series, you had uh, Tales from the Crypt, you had Tales from the Dark Side, Freddy's Nightmares, Friday the 13th. Um, what else? Ray there were other Theater. ones. Ray Bradbury Theater. Uh, amazing and, Stories. Alfred. Oh, Amazing Stories. I mean, that's <laughs> possibly the best one. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I think Alfred Hitchcock Presents was around there. Was there a remake of that? I mean, didn't it run into the 80s? Am I crazy? I feel... Uh... Maybe I felt like it was a mid fifties to mid sixties things, but um, you could be correct because I haven't seen much of that particular show, even though I'm a mm-hmm. fan of his movies. I haven't seen that was a big much. thing when I was a kid. Oh, there was a no, uh, yeah, I'm way off. That was during the fifties and sixties. Okay, I guess it so. just was. I guess it was just rerunning. Yeah, um, my yeah, yeah, they did run it. I know, I know, I saw someone as a kid. So there was an Alfred Hitchcock something later. On. I don't know. It just seems like a weird thing to redo because he's dead by that point. Oh, there is a 1985 series. Oh, oh, of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yes. That seems weirdly exploitative somehow. Just make it Brian De Palma Presents. It was, okay, this is why I remember it. It was recolorized footage of Alfred Hitchcock introduced the episodes. But there Ooh. were 70, 76 episodes of it and it ran for four years so okay. that's why i'm remembering it as the 80 i mean who knows if it's good i don't know Maybe i think good. i just had a good idea for what should have happened 40 years ago brian de palma presents that would have been a great one. Oh man 80s. oh man <laughs> you just do that now maybe he just comes back just to introduce some like brutal anthology series <laughs> that'd be great yeah yeah sure man yeah that's a, that was a missed opportunity let me throw my questions onto this episode the first being uh who in this episode took that step beyond? Mr. Uh, the hell's his name? Mr. Marky? Ray Marky? Marky? Ray Marky. Yeah, it's Ray Marky. Well, he just experiences the ghost. And that's a weird time. I guess the parents have acclimated mm. so much that they just live one step beyond now. Is that how it works? Because to them, they're like, oh, it's just Sally. She's just back again. You know, she's always showing think- up. The way I look at it, that by the end of this episode, the parents have been just hollowed out by tragedy and they just 
live this sad existence where they see they see more their uh, all they their children amicable about it. oh yeah everyone yeah. sees sally it happens all the time like they yeah. kind of they do seem beyond it in a weird way well you know what happened was they were super terrible and they lost both of their kids and that probably humbled them to the point yeah like oh, maybe we should be nice now how often <laughs> do you know? think they have a motorist coming by like once a week they just seem like, like once a year right i guess they just seem super comfortable with the fact that this happens it sounds like once a year or maybe not even once a year, but so, I, didn't. you know what? I'm going to put them one step beyond because they're yeah. so weird about this or, or okay. so chill about it. I should say I'm looking at my notes and it says every year. So I think it's once a year. Okay. So this has happened so this at least like, like seven times sixth or seventh six, six yeah. or seventh time. I, I get, mm-hmm. but I guess that's, you know, wrote enough that they're just like, Oh, yep. Come on in have some tea, have some moonshine because it's the blue Hills of Kentucky. Go blind. Yeah. Then might you as well. Your car's, your car's gone. Yeah, your might car well has... is totaled. So you might as well have some moonshine go blind. Even though probably insurance in the 60s would just pay you a fair amount for your car. and They just send you, you an identical second car like the next day. Yeah. With power windows this time. Yeah, Gerald Ford brings you the car. Like, That's here right. you go. Straight Ford. from Detroit. Straight from bustling Detroit, where everything's great. Come, Gerald Ford. (laughs) That's my Gerald Ford impression. I hope that's what he's. (laughs) Wait, I said Gerald Ford. That's the president. Gerald Ford. Henry Ford. Henry Ford. (laughs) Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I was kind of trying. I don't know why. I I guess he was. Well, then you mentioned Detroit, and I think Gerald Ford was like a senator or and or governor of Michigan. So I thought you were like making some extremely astute connections of some kind that I wasn't getting. <laughs> I was making the connection of, I said the wrong name. Mm. Um, I'm who trying deserves, to, s- who deserves what in this episode? Maybe no. the parents don't get what they do. not because they were Gerald Ford is not related. Oh no. I'm so, I'm no. What was he governor or Senator in Michigan? I d- don't know. Oh, I thought you were on his <laughs> week or something. Gerald Ford. I was just seeing was if he was, Oh yeah, he did. Uh, serve in michigan but so i, I, I was don't making, think he was related to henry ford i was making astute connections then because you're like he came straight from detroit i'm like yeah that is where he'd come from okay there are probably a lot of people whose last name is ford mm. but anyway did gerald <laughs> ford deserve to go one step beyond <laughs> yeah he did what was it did he fall off a airplane thing or something is that what tripped, is that i think he's fell over a lot i just remember because he becomes homer simpson's neighbor after daddy bush doesn't work out mm. ford takes a fall top 10 embarrassing diplomatic moments mm. well bush anyway. would be on there with the, the vomiting scene <laughs> 48 years ago gerald ford slipped and handed snl pure comedy gold really it's right. like that's all it took back then gerald ford sorry that was <laughs> that's from the dana carvey show where i think it's what is it it's dana carvey doing tom brokaw doing like maudible obituaries for gerald ford because he wants to go on vacation they're like well what if what if he dies when you're on vacation we need to record like a clip right. for, like every conceivable possibility <laughs> like, gerald I remember ford that. was eaten by wolves today <laughs> <laughs> okay that we're was... way off the topic there uh anyway okay. uh, deserving wise i feel like the parents uh, maybe don't get what they deserve because they know they they have a shattered family and it's kind of their fault i think they kind of do get what they deserve i mean i i guess 
if, they get a yearly if, reminder. If Sally got brought inside and then murdered them, I think they probably deserve that too. Okay, well that that's your version. That's that's Mark's mm. version. When you know, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're kind of like mildly offended by the idea that there'd be murder in this, <laughs> even though there were two dead children in it already. Yeah, but senseless. they died. They died through like you know. Um, misadventure kentucky death through, death through kentucky misadventure that's right mm-hmm. i mean they weren't like murdered or something so if oh. they weren't murdered why would there be more murdering i mean that well, was we a don't car really know took her out i guess do we know that she died from a car accident i think they say she died in the car accident yeah because okay. she's on so, the way and then she dies so if every year she causes another car accident does that mean she, that she's becoming more and more evil yes yeah, I guess she is a bit of a Sadako then. She's just well, she doesn't mm-hmm. kill. She oh, she's a Sadako for cars because of Sadako. Yeah, because the, <laughs> it, the the tail doesn't play out correctly if the driver dies. So she's a Sabako, like sob the car. I don't think he was driving a sob. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's ridiculous. You can't mix Japanese and German. Well, I just don't think he'd be driving a Saab. And I guess he could be driving a Saab in 1960. I don't know much about the history of Saab, so yeah. I don't know. Do you think Gerald Ford drove a Saab? Uh, no, he drove Ford. What are you insane? Do you think? Well, he had to look. It's got my name on it, and it's American <laughs> made. Oh yeah, there were Saabs in 1960. Dates back to 1945. Oh okay. Except now they're bankrupt. That's weird. Too bad for Saab. Oh, they've been let's, bankrupt let's, for six years. Let's sob for sob. Boo. Yeah, boo-hoo. Um, so the drivers, including Mr. Markey in this one, they don't deserve to total their car. They tried to pick up a, nope. a stranger, a ghost stranger. But uh, yeah, they don't deserve this. Yeah, I don't think that... Well, you could make the argument that... <laughs> I think maybe... In this day and age, you would just say, don't pick up hitchhikers no matter what. But you couldn't really make that argument in 1960. World. Yeah, I think, the, I think the Manson family broke that um, that tradition mm-hmm. of hitchhiking. I was definitely listening to, I think, a podcast about someone who got abducted because they hitchhiked. And it was very upsetting, <laughs> like extremely. It was something like she they gave her something to drink and she was clearly starting to pass out and then the the driver of the car the dad of the murder family was like intentionally trying to hello stop we're the really. murder family he was like intentionally driving badly just to jolt her around and laughing about it it's really really upsetting so where do you want to put this guy on the trip meter well this is my first one step it's my first step beyond this one baby step um, beyond I'm going to say probably relative to the rest of the series, this is probably high, but I think just in general, I'm going to give it like a 2.3. Okay. I was going to go straight to one of the reasons mm-hmm. I st- when we got to the discussing was I started asking about our hometown ghost stories is it does feel like one of those stories you just heard a lot, which I guess is how it became this episode. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why people rate it so highly. It's just like, oh, yeah, I know that story. And here it is. It's it's people well like executed. It's a tightly, whatever, a tightly knit narrative. Um, it's not complicated. I'm, of course, pretty distracted by how terrible everyone is in the episode, except for <laughs> the, the guy, the truck man, car man. 
Yeah, this is, it's just a family you don't want to spend time with. Yeah, not let really. T- let, let me tell you about my dead kids. That's 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 going to be the start <laughs> of an interminable night. <laughs> what if this episode was called "Let Me Tell You About My Dead Kids"? Then I'd give it a three on the tripometer, but it's just a two. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> sort of that. It's this thing that I guess rubs me the wrong way, where the the parents are obviously kind of terrible, but it's just normalized just enough to where you're not supposed to think about it. But I did think about it. Mm, I think I think a modern viewer is more inclined to think about it. Unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, that. like like you're supposed to be super thankful that oh, they specifically said that you didn't normally hit anyone. He just did it for this episode. It's just that one time upset. that we're seeing on screen, and the only time we've met these people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and As that's opposed to my dad, who hits me every day. <laughs> I was like, no, no, <laughs> not, not right. great. Yeah, so I, I don't know how many people were hitting people in the fifties, but I guess it was. I don't actually. I don't know if it's more. So it's just a, how is it? Um, <laughs> All every TV writer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. This I, I, thing I, is, you know, Rod Serling came soon after this, and part of why it aged well is because you can kind of feel that Rod Serling didn't hate people, and this feels like maybe it was made by people who hate people. <laughs> Well, not so, so much that. I mean, the Twilight Zone is like an ink, an early television inkling of like a little bit more progressive thought, where One Step Beyond yeah. doesn't really have that. It's a it's a class act, but it's not really trying to push any, you know, like social buttons to speak of. Well, it's like I know I've brought this up as an example before, but the one Lost in Space episode where one of them gets transported to Earth randomly. And he's like sort of in a rural town and goes into a, a, like a store with penny candy and whatever. And it's not futuristic at all. And it's just an angry old man who's like, you get out of here. You're lying about foot coming from Mars. And it's just completely destroys any immersion that you You get off my candy lawn. The lawn's made of candy. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that, that dated that show so horribly right away. And it's like at least Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek, I, as far as I can remember, did a good job with their going back to Earth in the past episodes, but they always were specifically like, we're in the past. Well, you end up in Grandpa Sisko's um, Cajun Diner a lot in DS9. Okay, That's... but I still think they did a, for the most part, did a better job with that than... Uh, well, I wanted to go to Sisko's K- Jambalaya or whatever it was. Yeah, get his dad just yelling at you to. It's probably <laughs> haunted. It's in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, that's where you're gonna see Sally. That that's definitely, but that's also definitely one of those things where I just yeah, wanted to hang Cisco's out with mom. I don't think Cisco's dad hit anybody, but he probably yelled at them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's certainly yelling. He does that as a matter. Yeah, of what was Cisco's mom like? One of the founders or something, or a Bajoran ghost? She's like a Bajoran god or something. She's <sighs> one of the prophets. That was so stupid. I hated that so much. That made me so mad. <laughs> I hate. I hate it. Like why? Just he's he's the one. The one. Yeah, it sucks. The uh. destined one. The chosen one. He's the Skywalker. <laughs> basically, he's the Palpatine. Yep. What um, what is you got a final thought here? Do 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 we do it? Do we see Sally? Yeah, I saw Sally. I'm I'm spooked. S P O O K T. Scary. 
Righty-o. Scary stories. Okay. Good, I, I good didn't, Halloween I didn't, stuff. I didn't spell what you spelled, so I don't I didn't Spooked. get the joke. Is that what you spelled? I felt like you used different letters. Yeah, I said S-P-O-O-K-T. Spooked. Hey, this I could check this by looking on YouTube, but in the 80s, Alvin, the chipmunk theme song, they spell out the word chipmunk, but without an S. Am I correct? Yeah, it's C-H-I-P-M-U-N-K. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't willing because to take the time. Because it's eight. Yeah. If someone wrote that, because if it was like C-H-I-P-M-U-N-K-S, it would be a little awkward, I guess. That's what I thought, yeah. Okay, sorry, I just woke up in the morning with that stuck in my head, and I was like, it didn't have an S, that's weird. Okay, um, that's for this podcast. It's time enough podcast. Yeah. On X and Facebook. On X. X and Facebook. Uh, on <laughs> Patreon, you can support us and some other podcasts. We do at Podcastio podcastius on patreon uh you can hear mark and i talk about really good and really bad movies on films and filth you can hear us talk about right now it's just good 1999 on podcast 1999 uh also luke loves pokemon our our co-host luke is loving pokemon there hyrule field report loving on zelda Actually, that doesn't sound good. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> the game no, game respecting Zelda. Respecting Zelda with uh, with with Chase. Respecting Zelda's um, boundaries. I mean, yeah. all the games do. You don't you don't ever get to kiss Zelda in any of those games. Yeah, she's not a kisser. She's your she's your boss, basically. Yeah. Okay. I, I've been even though even though you go down a big old wormhole about how there's one bed in your house that, that is also called Zelda's house. In the mm-hmm. new game, but I think that's just that they didn't think about that. When People they made can it. chase least share a bed. It's happened. They they, they take turns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Link sleeps on the floor. Okay. Um, what are you gonna yeah. do if you see Sally then? I'm gonna bring her all the way into my home with my one bed, and then I'm gonna put her in the bed. And I'm gonna sleep on the floor. And let her murder people. Yeah, <laughs> let her murder Ganondorf. 